When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. New theme Thursday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when the idealionaire Patrick Davis takes some uh, songs that are supposed to provide clues and hints to Harge and I as to what the new theme of the day is. And we got it pretty quickly this time around. It's all about how hot it is outside. The heat of the Texas summer is upon us. Uh, so all of the songs are related to the heat. Uh, topical about how hot it is. Um, so I'm assuming at one point we're gonna get some Nelly. I mean, who knows? Yeah, I just you I know mean, it's I, getting hot in her. Of all the songs associated with heat, hotness, yep. and temperature, uh, that is among I think the one it, among it, the fan favorites. I mean, it's no, it's no Power Station. <laughs> <laughs> does it? Does anybody remember this supergroup? Power Station. The Power Station. <laughs> no. This I, was uh, Tony Thompson from Chic. Yeah, I do uh, the drummer. This. Robert yep. Palmer is a singer. And then uh, the Taylor Brothers from Duran Duran. Wow. So it's a super group that did this, and that was, yeah, something like a hut. Um, when did the super groups end? Because it was a thing for a while. Well, what there happened was, a, to there was the another run in the 80s with like them and the firm. Yeah. And a couple, like. This happened in wrestling. I love it because it was a wrestling thing for a while where, like, the great, like, wrestlers would make tag, come tag teams yeah, for a while. Stables. Remember, like, the Mega Powers? Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, Racho Man and Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. That was a big one. So I, I do like when they do super groups. It happens in music and wrestling. But it's, it seems like in music it doesn't happen anymore. No. I mean, every once in a while, like, you had Velvet Revolver that kind of, it was kind of that, but it was mostly Guns N' Roses with a different singer that was from, <laughs> from Stone Temple Pilots. So it's not, like, three groups. It was like only different two. different people. Yeah, different yeah. acts. But I, now I think it's just their new bands. They don't necessarily call them supergroups anymore. And I don't think people like... Basically, it's too narcissistic to be like, supergroup, I'm a part of it. <laughs> We're awesome. Amazing. I, well, yeah, Mega I, powers. Like, <laughs> at, the, Mega at the time, power. I was like... That was the day when Macho you Man Elko gets super yeah. team. Oh, no. They had the best handshake ever. <laughs> that handshake <laughs> oh when they're coming God. in and they both are oh, acting like there's like, yeah. like they're magnets like that are yeah. Yeah. between yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, and they grab. Yeah. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> it's the oh, best. Man. The fact that Patrick remembers that, yeah. that how is... Do you, how do you forget that? I didn't remember. It wasn't it wasn't top of mind, but not. I really got the visual. So as you described, oh, I was yeah. like, I remember that. I, no, and then, I remember the name. And then Hulk Hogan had lust in his eyes for Elizabeth. Oh yes, that, that was it. Was one of the best angles ever. That, that was a great angle. Yeah, lust in your eyes, Hogan. I see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well done with the macho man. That is very impressive. You can't do it like it hurts your throat. Oh, yeah. yeah, do it all night long. Just got to keep drinking. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We got to make a promo of Patrick's macho man. It is right now. That's amazing. You got to lock that no, one in. See, that's why I just get drunk at parties and do macho McConaughey. Which is you just Macho McConaughey. You just do uh, because it's the cadence are the same. So you do Macho. You do Macho Man doing Matthew McConaughey from Days and Confused. So you just go, you read on, read on, read, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I like about high school girls, yeah, yeah. They, uh, I get older and they stay the same oh age, gosh. yeah. Tickets. <laughs> that is fantastic. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh my god. Where you hold up? You've been saving Macho McConaughey <laughs> to you keep that to yourself right, this, this whole like, this time. This is what happens when I'm drunk at a party. Oh man, you about to go on vacation? So he's giving it to us now. He's yeah, like, I'm going on vacation. So to us. I'm yeah. giving Macho. McConaughey. Man, you should have brought out Macho McConaughey earlier. Okay, we need Macho McConaughey maybe to have a segment on the show I, that's, during football season, man. <laughs> Seriously. I, no, it is coming up in the summertime. Might, we so might need, we oh, we need Macho need McConaughey to make... Well, just, just Can he make more appearances? It is. I gotta Don't figure lie. out more more uh, Matthew McConaughey lines because I don't watch enough movies, so I need to find lines. Oh, for see, just this is no. See, this this is your fault. You don't watch <laughs> enough Matthew McConaughey cinema. You don't know about the McConaughey's. We could be now being gifted with so many great takes. So many from my, Macho McConaughey right yeah, now. Because if you say lines like. Time is a flat circle. Yeah, you gotta. I don't know the rest, but if things like that <laughs> will always work. From True Detective, because yeah, you gotta watch True Detective. They kind of just both have nonsensical ramblings. Oh, and would it you works. please go watch True Detective the first season? You have nothing to watch. <laughs> I was now. gonna say you're on vacation. Why, Why would I watch season? that? Yeah, you would love it. It's I would not. It's drama. I hate dramas. <sighs> Yeah, he's a comedy guy. He's watched comedies. Yeah, said, I'm with you on that. Ma- Matthew doesn't do comedies anymore. I know he doesn't. He sticks to kind of dark, dark comedy, dark, really dark dramas. Maybe you can find a dr- dark dramedy. Honestly, the um, oh man, what was the movie that I, my wife walked out on? That was a Matthew McConaughey movie to start the McConaughey. I was going to say it was. I like, can't think of it right now. Was it recently? No, it was a while. It was way before, like you know, Dallas Buyers Club, and way before True Detective. Uh, But it was crazy. It was a wild one. That was kind of a dark dramedy. But he doesn't since he got got away from the rom coms. Yeah, he doesn't do any comedy really. He doesn't do that anymore. He's too good for that. Mm. But, but that's what I'm saying. You can do dramas with it. I just got to figure out the lines. I just have to read the lines as Macho Man. It works. Oh, man. It does. All right. There you go. That was a treat, folks. That was fantastic. <laughs> uh, we need to do a whole segment about Macho McConaughey right there. That was great. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the uh, 2024 future SEC schedule. What is Macho McConaughey? All right. You know what? Right, uh, let's get to it. Uh, we'll get to it. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he should make. Oh, we should do the uh, the schedule game with Macho McConaughey. <laughs> do they win? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Okay. Uh gentlemen, let's get to the um the schedule for Texas because uh we got to it of course yesterday because when everything dropped uh yesterday we were still on the air and uh the schedule release extravaganza by the SEC uh they didn't waste any time and Thankfully for us, they didn't waste any time. Uh, they got white two Texas and Oklahoma, which shows you they knew that most of the hype uh, was about the new additions to the SEC in that schedule release. So Texas, now we know for 2024, first year uh, inaugural season in the SEC, uh, they will face well just going through the schedule before they get to the SEC schedule. We'll get to the non-con. Colorado State, then they're at Michigan. 
Uh, they got that ULM game against Louisiana Monroe, mm-hmm. UTSA, and Jeff Trailer ain't no easy win. He going to come ready for that one. What, you thought this was an easy win? Nope. Don't forget, that game against UTSA, guys, that is a nail-biter. Yes. It is a nail-biter until J.D. Barron returns a pick to the house and then it blows Speak the game wide open. It. And what was that third quarter? Yeah, like mid third quarter. That's when it. That's Ooh. when things flip quickly. And he had a bunch. He had a bunch of little tricks ready for Texas. Had yeah, that double did. pass. Yeah, he did. Uh, was that onside kick too? Yes, he was. Yeah, oh, no. coming Jeff, right out. Of, I think it was right after the the halftime. Yeah, Jeff Trail ain't playing with y'all. Yeah. He coming in here to win. He wants this job ultimately. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, you know what? I get that job. I just gotta beat Texas. So that it, that one worries me a little bit. Trust me. He he's he's pre- he's preparing for that game right now. Game planning, guarantee you. No doubt. I know Trailer pretty well from his time on the Forty Acres, and he's a damn good football coach. Uh, do you got Oklahoma neutral side, of course, XOU, um, and then all your rivals essentially are away from DKR. So that may be the bad news for Texas fans. You're at AM, you're at Arkansas. Um, those are your two rivals. And of course, you play Oklahoma away from DKR every year at uh, Texas OU at the State Fair in Dallas. And then you got Georgia at home, Florida at home, Mississippi State at home, Kentucky at home. Those are your home SEC matchups. That is sexy, though, to get Georgia, which uh, who knows? They may be a three time defending champ by that time. And you get, uh, our, uh, you sorry, you get Florida at home, too. And I like that we don't one. know how sexy Mississippi State or Kentucky will be. They are those wild card programs in the SEC that are good every three or four years when they get, you know, kind of their recruiting cycles um, kind of come to a, a head when they actually are a veteran recruiting cycle. That's usually when they're pretty good, too. Or they get a great quarterback, especially when they get a, you know, a NFL first round worthy quarterback or something like that. Then those programs are really good, too. Yeah, I, I, as I look at this schedule and try to dissect what's going on with them, obviously the the biggest things for me were Arkansas and, and Texas A&M. That was the biggest thing for me from the very beginning. I was really excited about that. But then you get a chance to have Georgia and Florida at home. That is that is big because as a as a person that goes to a lot of games, like you do go to a lot of games. I sit there and I'm looking at these games and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm used to seeing this team come here or that team comes here. We've got a whole new look. That is, you're going to a brand new conference. Oh yeah, all these teams are bringing something different mm-hmm. to your schedule. Yeah, we've talked about the SEC and what we all think of it prior to joining it. And now you get a chance to be a part of it in this year, or excuse me, 24. Mm. Those are the games that you're going to have. And then look into the following years. I think it's going to be a little Mm. bit different, too, because then you're going to end up having the LSUs, the Ole Misses, the Missouris again. I hope you keep the Texas A&M. I hope you keep Texas A&M Uh, and you keep Arkansas on that schedule moving forward because those are Mm -hmm. old Southwest Conference rivalries. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, Big 12 with Texas A&M. And as everybody always talks about, Texas A&M and Texas have each other's names in their fight songs. So that is where I'm looking at right now. So I'm excited about this schedule. I'm excited about the future of the SEC. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, you didn't even win your conference. It doesn't have it doesn't have anything to do with that. <laughs> it's about new blood. It's about new teams. It's about new fan bases mm. that are going to be totally, 
totally different. Yeah, it's like the young the young kids say, I feel like somebody uh, cracked open the plastic because I feel brand new. Yeah, there and it Texas is. Texas will yeah. feel brand new in brand 2024. New. And it'll be new shiny stuff. <laughs> exactly, right? Brand new car smell <laughs> exactly. for Texas. Exactly. A new Apple conference Lisa. smell for them. <laughs> and no, I, I, I think it's important for Texas, and I'm glad Sark reiterated this yesterday on social media, important for them to, them to focus on the here and now and the present in 2022, and sorry, in 2023, excuse me, and leaving the Big 12 on a high note uh, because we discussed it earlier. Texas has only won the Big 12 three times mm-hmm. All right, in the what, 26, 27 years since the inception of the conference. And Oklahoma, how many times you said Oklahoma won it? 14. 14. Um, and, yes. <laughs> and, and, and I think it might be even more than that. It might be more than that. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'll trust you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Lowen fans, stop counting. Yeah. You can throw out any number, and Lowen fans will believe you because at this point, they don't even count. Nope. They don't even want to keep up with Lowen. <laughs> like, they won 17. You're like, yeah, I know. It's upsetting. Yeah. It's like, actually, yeah, they don't even care. They don't even care at what the number all. is. They know it's a lot. And it's more than, way more than Texas, triple, quadruple the amount of Texas potentially. So it. To me, it is important that they kind of pro- that Sark proves to the fan base that they can compete for a championship in this league, which is not as tough as the SEC, which is the toughest conference in the history of college football. The year before they go to the SEC, how about winning the Big Twelve Conference or at least competing in the championship, getting to the yep. championship of the Big Twelve Conference? And if Sark can do that, I think he will instill a lot of confidence. And positive mojo from the fan base heading into the SEC. If he does not, uh, I think a lot of Longhorn fans will come to the inconvenient truth and the unfortunate reality that, well, if Texas couldn't win the Big 12 consistently and it's a lesser league than the SEC, why would we have any belief and thought or faith that Texas would go into a tougher league, the SEC, and somehow rise to the occasion and become the king of the conference. Right. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, so, hopefully, Sark, all gas, no excuses, this season can instill that confidence. Now, I'm not saying Texas won't ever win the SEC. They'll win the SEC. But we want to dominate the SEC. Right. We want to right. dominate the Big 12. Oklahoma dominated the Big 12. They did. It was their conference. That's just the truth of it. And, and I was correct. It is 14. It's 14. Exactly. Yeah. And if you had, to, and if I had to throw out the question to the listeners out there, to you guys, Who's going to win the Big 12, sorry, the SEC first out of Oklahoma, Texas, and Texas A&M? Yeah. And the truth is you have to put money on it. Yeah, if you had to put a house note on it. Where would you go with that? No, not, not You could go either way, but my point is Texas only won three of those things in the Big 12. Multiple different coaches, and we all know that Venables is no Lincoln Riley and he's no Bob Stoops. Um, but Oklahoma, you know, they've proven in the Big 12 they've been a better football program than Texas. Yeah, just to throw salt on the wound, as you said, Oklahoma has 14, Baylor has three, Texas has three, and K-State has three. Exactly. And you, you're the richie rich of this conference. You, you, make, you print money. Nobody even come close to you in resources. <laughs> and nobody can close to you in resources and, and uh, kind of gla- as a glamour city. The cities in the Big 12, other than TCU and Fort Worth, are terrible. Yep. They're not even close to being on your level. So I just let's conquer the Big 12 the last year out. It'd be very ironic, Shakespearean ir- irony, if Texas <laughs> could win the first Big 12 title and the last one uh, on their way out, and that would be great. And I think the fans would be confident going into the SEC. But if they fall short this year, 
Mm-hmm. Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and they fall short this year. The Big 12. By the way, a new look Big 12 expanded Big 12. When Texas has the most talent in the conference and everybody expecting Texas to be a double-digit win team, I think then we'd understand. We, we, we can all understand the assignment at that point. Definitely need to understand the assignment. Couldn't yeah. agree more. We're trending in the right direction. I love where we're going. Yeah, and I mean, if talent-wise, we got a lot of it. Well, and that's and you we look too talent-wise of how much <laughs> yeah. better, how much harder it's recruiting in the SEC when you're competing against those schools. But if you now get a couple or three first-round draft picks, which you have not had in a very long time, if you bring that in, that going into the SEC, and you get a Quinn Ewers draft in the first round, or a Worthy, or a JT Sanders draft in the first round, that elevates you going into the SEC as well because you're not now going into where, well, Georgia just had five, six picks in the first round. Alabama had four picks in the first round. Mm -hmm. And you're walking in there and go, well, we got a third rounder. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. The negative recruiting pitch against Texas, yeah. uh, it won't be as strong. Because yeah. you can't say, well, we, we, in SEC we play against the best, and Texas plays against the Big 12. Like, no, Texas plays in the SEC now, too. Mm -hmm. They have an SEC schedule. And, yes, just like you pointed out, Right, Texas is trending. If JT Sanders, X-Man, become first-round pick, Kelvin Banks, Kelvin then Banks. Texas will be able to say, no, no, we develop elite talent into being first-round caliber NFL talent. We can do yeah. that here. It's something else to take away from other recruiters. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Uh, but except, And I, I love the way the, the, the direction and trajectory that Texas is on right now. They got to finish. Yep. Got to finish. Yep. Got to find a way it to win the Big everything. 12. Yeah, we, changes we, the way we, everybody look at yeah, everything. We can have yep. these conversations, these hypotheticals, and it's great, but I need you to go out there and win double-digit games and compete mm -hmm. for a Big 12 title. Oh, I'm not even saying you got to win it because Texas only won three of them in like 26 years. So that's a lot yep. <laughs> to say you got to win it. I mean, the last guy to won it was a, hall, it's a college football Hall <laughs> of Fame coach. So I'm not even saying you got to win it. Win double-digit games and get there. Can we get there? That's what we need. If you can't get there, then what are we talking about? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, what, what are we, we talking what are we, about? What are we talking about here, yeah, guys? This what all will be we're a about to go into the SEC. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to just be a team in the SEC. And get mollywopped around? Yeah. Come on. Let's... I, don't, I don't think we'll be into mollywopping, but I think we're going to be – if Texas does not play for a Big 12 championship, and I think we've all been in agreement from the very beginning, when you start looking at – the, the camaraderie that the coaching staff has now. You brought in a wide receivers coach who just was in the NFL. Um, you're bringing in different types of players. And now all these guys have now had the same voice for the last two to three years now. You have the same mm -hmm. voice talking to you, teaching oh, yeah. you, pushing you. We're looking for you to be able to compete at a very high level. This is the time for it. There's yep. no better time than the present. Totally and agree. I believe this is the time where Sark has finally said it when he was on the pivot with um, uh, Ryan Clark. He said, this team looks and walks and talks like my team. Well, now your team needs to go out there and perform at a very high level for you. And let's see what happens there. Uh, Specs text line is uh, lit with a ton of compliments oh, yeah. for – my man Patrick's Macho McConaughey. <laughs> so everybody loves your Macho McConaughey. And they're saying this, and by the way, my man TV says it was a good impression too. He knows his Macho Man really well. Uh, also, it was Killer Joe was the movie I was thinking about. Thank you, Specs Texan. I appreciate that. And uh, also here is some got some comments about our conversation about 
the uh, Texas schedule in 2024 and where they can win the SEC. Uh, Chan says, yes, this year is the linchpin. Uh, Texas, because uh, Texas is his pick of, of those three teams, Oklahoma, Texas, and Texas A&M, that could win the Big 12 first. He says, because we're trending in positive direction with player development. That is true. I will give mm-hmm. that to Sark, man. That player development is as good as it's been at Texas, I don't know, 10 years. I mean, yep. probably longer than that, 12 oh. years or so like that. You probably got to go all the way back to those. Uh, so Mac, in on the talent that yeah, they have. that yeah. Mac Brown years in his prime. Um, another texter here says, uh, college football playoff or bust? He said, or Urban Meyer will be rolling up in here. No, Ur- <laughs> Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer ain't coming up in here. That no. ship has sailed. Yeah, that ship has <laughs> sailed. And I, at one point, was an Urban Meyer guy. And even at this point, I'll agree. Like, nah, Urban yeah, he ain't the answer. Keep it moving. Yes. Uh, someone says, Rod, we ain't ever winning the SEC. <laughs> we can, Texas can win the SEC. All right. Um, they yeah. don't seem to believe it. Well, Sark's got to make Longhorn fans believers. Yep. That's what this season is about. This season is about Sark making us believe that he is a championship caliber coach and that his championship formula mm-hmm. is actually the – the, the the formula that can lead Texas to the promised land, but through you got the journey through the SEC. Yep. All right, because they're not winning the national title this year. So if you want to become a national title team, we know now it's gonna have to go through the SEC to do it, and expanded playoff to do it. Right. So if Sark's a championship coach, we need to see some evidence of it this season. Come on, come on, we need it. And now. I think we will. I well. I think we will, actually. I mean, we've been thinking we will. I know I've been thinking we will since day one. Now I'm at day 3,000, so I need some help <laughs> on this. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think he lost a, a lot of folks with the first season, 5-7. Yep, yep, Got a lot of folks did. back on the bandwagon with the second season. So the third season, I think we everybody who is kind of on the fence because either you jumped off the bandwagon after the 5-7 and seven or was never on the bandwagon yeah. or then came back on after the second year. And at this point, you're like, okay, now I just need to see him build on what he did last year, which means eight wins is not enough. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's unfair to say, but no, you got to win more than eight. And I don't even know if nine will do it. If nine gets you in a Big 12 title game, great. But if, if it's only nine wins, then that's going to mean – he lost three games, and where are those three losses at? And how they lose them? There it and is. Why they lose them? How and why? And That's I think a lot it. of it's gonna come back to him if they lose them. Come on, Sark, I got you, bro. Come on. How would it not come I back? Mean, to it's, 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 it has to be back to him. <laughs> so that unless there's just an absolute player tanking type of situation, not not them tanking tanking, but I'm like misfortunate play or something happens, and you're like, ah, that's not his fault. Great call. Lost mm-hmm. the ball in the lights. Lost the ball in the sun. We've seen that happen before. Come on now. So there's a lot that can go into it. And by the way, CB said, Max only conference championships in his entire Hall of Fame career. He only has two. And they're yeah. both here. Exactly. Everyone's so, saying, yeah. it, the first one, that's McAvin. Yep. And so, it, it, listen, I, I think Texas does have all the talent to do it, but they've had the talent to do it before. Gotcha. And haven't been able to get it done. But this is a new regime, new era, and everybody likes what they saw last season. Texas just has to build on that. Uh, okay, real quick before we get to Rod's round the day. Also, I like the, uh, just since we're talking about SEC schedule, I do want to get to uh, the um, Aggie schedule just really quickly, and then we'll get to the sooner schedule that we can go to Rod's round the day. Aggies, uh, they do have a Notre Dame matchup 
2024. So keep that in mind. Then they got McNeese, Bowling Green, New Mexico State. Their SEC schedule starts up with LSU. They got Missouri, Texas, and Arkansas at a neutral site. That's in Jerry World. So uh, all of their supposed rivals, they will play, even the ones that they don't really acknowledge the rival, they will play them at home, or at least they don't have to play them on the road, I should say, because Arkansas is a neutral site. So that's really good news for the Aggies. The Longhorns have the opposite. They don't play any of their rivals at DKR. <laughs> Arkansas on the road, A&M's on the road, and Texas, Oklahoma always at uh, Dallas at Texas State Fair. Yeah. Uh, the Sooners will also, sorry, Sooners, the Aggies will also have Auburn. They'll be at Auburn, at Mississippi, at Florida, at South Carolina. Mm. I think it's a favorable schedule. There are no easy schedules in the SEC. So don't even say that. Nobody's got an easy schedule. It's favorable because you play all of your rivals at home. You can play Notre Dame, your, your toughest non-conference, at home. You got your toughest non-con at home. You got all your rivals at home. That's our, not because Arkansas is neutral side. So at least all your rivals, you don't have to play them on the road. Right. They're at, at least in your backyard, as you said, Harsh, because that one's in Texas, too. I like it. So I, the Aggies, to me. Yeah, it's a, like I said, favorable schedule. Sooners, uh, they have uh, Temple, Tulane, <clears throat> uh, Texas, neutral side, of course, Alabama, Tennessee, at LSU, that'll be tough, at Ole Miss, also tough, at Auburn, we don't know what to expect from Auburn, at Missouri, then South Carolina. Temple, uh, Stan Drayton. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Stan yes. Drayton. Good point. Forgot yeah. about that. You're right. Uh, that's definitely uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I haven't paid attention to what Temple's building there. I got to go do some research. Uh, they're not building that much yet. <laughs> he's, he's got he's got some work to do. He got some work to do. Yeah, he's got some um, work to do. All right, so uh, that's a little schedule uh, conversation. We come back. We'll get into um, a, really a study uh, that was done recently about breakout seasons for quarterbacks. Seems like in the last six years we've had a quarterback take a leap into a different tier, to a higher tier of performance. And it seems like we can, you know, kind of track this trend and maybe we can predict this trend and see which quarterback this season is going to take a similar leap. We'll talk about that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful Nine the Horn. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite. Start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. Oh, no, you've got it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104 Now the Horn. We're just talking some NFL in the break, actually. Uh, we'll get back to that because apparently there may be a story um, breaking potentially in the NFL in the upcoming days. But I digress. Let's get back to it. Speaking of the NFL, so it's a trend uh, that's been developing in uh, the NFL the last couple of uh, 
uh, maybe the last couple of years, actually last six years. And I'll give Summer Sports some credit because uh, that's the article that I read that initially pointed out the trend. Of course, I did some extra rabbit holing, one of my favorite activities. So basically, the, the premise is, the hypothesis is basically there is a, there's a leap quarterback every year in the last six years. And based on the rules and based on the uh, the different schemes, these cheat codes, force multipliers, all these innovative, very creative offensive minds, can, you know, consistently building around these quarterbacks and investing in the quarterback, whether it be weapons in the draft or free agency, whatever, um, that you it, it all lead to one quarterback taking a huge exponential leap in development. And we go, damn, that guy separated this year. Didn't see it happening, but... That guy, he had the, that's the leap quarterback for 2023. For 2017, Jared Goff was that QB. Um, ended up, you know, leading his team to a Super Bowl. Nobody yep. saw it coming, especially considering everybody thought he was a bust. Uh, 2018, it was Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it was Mahomes just take you could argue, took over the NFL to that and became arguably the guy considered to be the best quarterback since then. Uh, 2019, Lamar Jackson. People... You know, hated on Lamar Jackson, said he should have been moved to wide receiver. It was never going to work. Ended up being a unanimous MVP, and everybody went, damn, okay, didn't see that coming. Uh, Josh Allen in 2020, I know, save the Josh Allen hatred on the Specs text line. Um, <laughs> Joe Burrow in 2021, of course, right after injury, leading his team to a Super Bowl after being the most sat quarterback to ever play in the Super Bowl. And 2022, last season, hell, I would argue we had multiple quarterbacks have leap years. Jalen Hurts, number one, led team to a uh, Super Bowl in the MVP conversation as well. Got a brand new spanking contract, making new contract in the offseason this uh, year. Uh, Trevor Lawrence took a huge step forward, uh, led a team to the playoffs. Um, and Geno Smith, I know it sounds crazy because breakout and leap year usually happens a little bit earlier in your career, but Geno Smith had his best season ever. Geno! In 2022. And you could got make, paid too, by the way, and got paid yep. straight cash, homie. And you also can make a case if you want to, but injury might have you know made this an abbreviated leap uh, year for these quarterbacks. Tua and Purdy, mm-hmm. both Tua and Purdy had breakout years of sorts. Now Purdy was a rookie quarterback, so a rookie quarterback breakout year depends on your definition of it. But Tua definitely is in that category. So maybe Purdy is not, but you put Tua in that category. Uh, and one of the trends that I think uh, you notice with all of these leap years for these quarterbacks is the heavy investment in weaponry around them. Mm-hmm. Right when Jerry Goff, uh, you know, has his breakout year, the Rams signed Robert Woods. You know, they drafted Cooper Cup uh, in the offseason before the 2017 season, giving him some primary weapons in in that offense. Uh, Patrick Mahomes in 2018, they have Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Enough said. Uh, Lamar Jackson, that was the one that might be the exception to the rule. Even though they did draft Marquise Brown and did have Mark Andrews, um, I think the argument, I would argue that they underspent in the, uh, on the offensive side of the ball. But I digress. Josh Allen, remember they traded for Stephon Diggs um, in the 2020 offseason, giving him another weapon. Uh, Joe Burrow in 2021, remember they drafted Jamar Chase, one of his favorite targets from college. And he had T. Higgins as well, had one of the best wide receiving cores in the NFL. Trevor Lawrence, remember? The Christian Kirk signing, we all really, you know, criticized the Very much Christian so. Kirk signing. Ended up really resetting the wide receiver market, but ultimately gave him a great weapon. 
and Doug Peterson really did uh, maximize Christian Kirk there. And now they're going to have Calvin really, really going to have one of the better wide receiving cores in the league. Uh, and then Jalen Hurts, of course, they traded for A.J. Brown on top of having Devontae Smith. So one of – and I, w- I would argue that if you throw Tua in there, he had Tyreek Hill too and Jalen Waddle. That's a big part of it. And if you want to even throw – um, Jalen Hurts in there, not Jalen Hurts, excuse me, if you want to throw Brock Purdy in there, I mean, he's got Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. So if you want to look for the next breakout leap quarterback, the quarterback to make the leap in 2023, I should say, you look for the weaponry around them. Right. That will give you a clue as to who may be ready to break out. Um, so here are your candidates, guys. You guys let me know who you think is most likely to have this leap year campaign for a quarterback, if you will. Justin Fields, Trey Lance. Uh, if you want to put Brock Purdy in that category, you can throw Brock Purdy there too, Trey Lance or Brock Purdy. Hell, who even knows? Maybe Sam Darnold's in there too. Uh, <laughs> Mac Jones, who? Kenny Pickett, uh, Jordan Love, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, uh, Bryce Young. Let's throw the rookies in there too. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. Oh, don't forget about Kyle Trask as well. Kyle Trask, I guess, if he takes, if he wins that job against Baker Mayfield. Which one of those guys, and maybe none of them do it, but like I said, recently there has been a trend. Which one of those quarterbacks I named do you think is most likely to take a leap? I, Which was your first two? Uh, you got Justin Fields, Trey Lance. Justin Mac- Fields. Justin Fields is the Justin one that Fields I'm looking at. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. He's very talented. I think he's one of the better quarterbacks that I was kind of mad at what I saw with uh, them benching him at the end of the season where he had an opportunity to break the record, the single season rushing record for Mm -hmm. a quarterback. I thought that was weak by them, but I also believe that they went and got some players to put around him that is definitely going to help him get a bigger stride forward. So I'm going with Justin Fields. I like that. Patrick, you got one? Out of all yeah, those guys, I mean, name them again. I, Justin Fields is probably the easiest answer. <laughs> it is an easier answer. Be, because, I agree. Well, just because the weapons, he's trending. like he they trending, gave him yeah. so many more weapons in the offseason. Like they built that team to actually compete now, and basically he was with no offense for a while. None. So mm. I, I think that that like now that you say, well, now he has DJ Moore, Chase Claypool's there with another year, like because he was there what half a year last year. No. So you add in a couple more pieces for him to be able to throw to. That running game is going to be really good. Rojo and Deontay forming the back. So I, I would say if – and especially because for him, I think a breakout year isn't like – it's a breakout, but it's not crazy. No, because last year he technically had a breakout. It was just kind of a one-dimensional breakout as a yeah, rushing yeah, yeah. quarterback. Now he's asking him to add the passing elements, which I'm with you. If you want – if the clue is look at the weapons around the quarterback and that'll – That'll lead you to the quarterback who's most likely to have the leap uh, year in 2023. It would be Justin Fields because they got him DJ Moore and Equinemius St. Brown is there. You brought up Chase Claypool. He's got a lot of weapons around, and the running game should get a boost this year too. Absolutely. So I like that one. Um, And some texters are bringing up – some people are saying Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's already had a break, like leap year. And he regressed. That's the problem. Yeah. You want guys that are going to hit the leap and then they don't regress. He already had his. Maybe he led his team to the playoffs, and then we haven't seen that Baker really since. Um, and Dak can't, he doesn't apply here either because Dak already had it. No, Dak had his breakout his rookie year. Basically, he had the leap. Hello. Right? Wasn't he the rookie yeah. of the year? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> and MVP conversation. Exactly. That's yeah. why yeah, Dak really doesn't apply either. We saw guys who have, have not yet had that uh, breakout performance. Uh, I'm going to go Desmond Ritter. I like a texture here, too, and I like the Desmond Ritter one. Uh, I've got two textures, and I think Desmond Ritter. And, and the only reason I say that is because of the weapons around him. Because he I mean, have, they were trying to get rid of him. They were trying to figure out they were going to draft somebody. And, and, and why didn't of, they? My yeah. thing was, why didn't you? Because they, because they knew that they, they kept had saying to we believe. Him. Like, why wouldn't yeah. you draft something? They must really believe in him. And I'm not saying he's going to work out. I'm just saying out I of like all it, these though. ones. If I got to make a yeah. bet, yeah. it's a good bet because they got they got freaky pits, as Bucky calls them. So they got a, a, a tight end that can play wide receiver. They, they got Drake London. They got Drake London, an actual wide receiver, right? A big body. Mm-hmm. They got Bijan Robinson mm-hmm. and um, Tyler Algier. Algier. So they might yep. have the best backfield in all of the NFL too. Cordero Patterson, a running back that can also play wide out, play a wide everywhere. out play running back. Yep. I just, I think it's a nice little mix, and he may have a breakout campaign as a result of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, Taylor Heineke is going to take that job from him. Oh, now y'all see, but he already had it. I mean, uh, he, he could, he could, <laughs> he yeah. could take that job yeah, from him. Technically, yeah. yeah, that's all I was, I was trying to buy like, some new Jordans. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He, he did play in the playoffs though, right? Yeah, yeah. Heineke yeah, had yeah. a playoff game, but I guess he didn't lead his team to the playoffs. I think Marcus Mariota was the starter in that one. Uh, you might be right about that. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and I would say Trey Lance, except for the fact that I don't know if he's going to be a 49er for. Very like long. I think, I think Fair. that they that yeah. they could very they they've done all the the telltale signs of saying how great he is before you make a trade. Yeah, if you don't consider Brock Purdy in that group that basically had a leap year last year, Brock Purdy would be top of the list too. Yeah, because when you say weapons, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, George Kittle, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I said, who, whoever whoever's the starter <laughs> for, the, for the for the Forty Nine ers, I agree yeah. with that. But some would argue Brock Purdy had that season last year. Uh, because he was phenomenal before he ended up getting hurt. But, yeah, if Trey Lance ends up winning that job, which I don't think he will, um, and if he does do well in the preseason, they'll just end up trading him. Um, I don't know if he'll end up having being the beneficiary of all those weapons around him. So those are some guys who could end up having those leap years uh, next season. Uh, okay, we come back. We'll get into some more off the record right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a new theme Thursday. That's when the idealionaire Patrick Davis uh, takes songs that are supposed to leave Harge and I with clues and hints as to uh, what the new theme of the day is. And we got it pretty early this time around. It's uh, all about the summer heat um, that has hit the ATX. We're just at the beginning of the summer, but it's already hot as you know what. And all the songs are related to uh, the heat, how hot it is, or something along those lines. Um, all right, you can be a part of the show. Specs text line is the best way to do it. 512-337-3776. Uh, gentlemen, do you watch Hard Knocks, the HBO reality show about training camp for a specific NFL team? One of my favorites. So you're, you're, you're uh, a big I'm, fan. I'm, I'm, I'm you in never every missed year. It. You never I, missed I watch season. every season. Uh, I know. Okay, Patrick. Do you? Nope, don't okay. watch it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. No, I would, I would have been flabbergasted if yeah, Patrick yeah. would have been like, oh, yeah, I watch it all the time. Uh, well, yes. That's, yeah, so it's a reality show. HBO does about it. I'm sure you know exactly what it is, Patrick. But um, the NFL now apparently, based on reports, are having a hard time struggling. Struggling. Mm-hmm. To help find, to have, find a team willing to do hard knocks this season. 
Now, they are apparently so desperate, in fact, they are reaching out to the Lions, who did it last year, to do it back-to-back seasons because they can't find a team that wants to be a willing participant. Now, keep in mind, based on the CBA, they can force several teams into um, basically being the hard knocks featured team. They can force the Bears, the Bears, they can force the Commanders, they can force the Saints, and they can force the Jets. I'm going J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I'm going Jets. Hell yeah. I'm going Jets. We all are. Yeah. That's Even Patrick will watch it, then. I, I won't, but I, I'll see clips. <laughs> I'll see clips. <laughs> uh, but You'll yeah. see what we send him and say, hey, Patrick, yeah, exactly. can you get this sound for us right here? Yes, because <laughs> I, I tell you right now, I, I, I'll i probably be like Patrick if it's the Saints. The Commanders, maybe, because it's just kind of a— They're, they're a cluster. They're a cluster, and I want to see Eric Bieniemy. Yep. Right. Any there? Right? Yeah, he's OC? their offensive coordinator. I, I see, now we can really see if yeah, he's the offensive coordinator. Yeah, I want to see him at work a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. I want to see if he's actually implementing something there. Uh, the Bears. Okay. You know what? The Bears. I'd watch Justin Fields. There's a, as their uh, quarterback, not their franchise guy. Uh, Roshan's there. Yeah, I'd yep. watch the Bears. Yep, I would too. That. Yeah. I, I don't know about. I don't think I'd watch the Saints. Not you don't. You don't want to just see the Michael Michael Thomas walking to the trainer's room every day, being like, <laughs> "No, man." <laughs> You know what? Maybe we get to the bottom. What the hell's going on with Michael yeah. Thomas? Seriously, it's been like two years. Right. Yeah. Like we still really don't know exactly what's going on. He's like, it's turning into Zion. Yeah. He gets one of those guys <laughs> that gets when people just get confused. Like it's a lower body injury. You're like, come on. I'm gonna need you to be a little bit more specific than that. Now it's lower like, body. It's lower body. And I was like, okay, well, that's a that's a lot of area. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? What are you, that's a crazy thing. That's a lot of area. That, yes. that could be turf toe or right? a torn ACL. Same thing. It could be glute strained. I mean, all types <laughs> of stuff. Where are we going here? So could I'm, be a blister. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on with Michael Celsius, but I have no interest in uh, the Saints, but I know a lot of people do. So uh, those are the teams uh, that are in consideration to be the featured team for Hard Knocks. But the NFL right now can't get teams to want to do it. And, man, they don't make the Jets do it. That would mean that Aaron Rodgers, to me, must have been whining behind the scenes about it. Like, he, he made such – he that means that he made such an issue of it to the management and to the ownership of the Jets that they drew a line in the sand. I, like, hell no. I, I feel like Aaron Rodgers would like hard knocks. I thought so, but why would they want to do it? I think he wants to be a reality it? TV star. Yep. He's, he's already basically got all of the narcissism associated yeah, with it. Yeah, I feel like he would <laughs> – I feel that's more of a – the Jets being like, hey, man, we want to have a good season. We got too many rookies. Someone's going to say something stupid. And then that footage is going to exist, even if you're not going to show it. We're going to have to go through the editing and be like, hey, can we burn all of this? Yeah, the NFL's got to want the Jets to do it. Like, they got to yeah. be thinking, now we want the Jets to do this. Because yep. that would be huge. It would be some of the highest. It would be one of the highest rated, if not the highest rated season ever. Hard Knocks. If, yeah, because Hard Knocks is normally a team that's like not very good. Exactly. And now you're taking a team that you go, oh yeah, last year weren't, but this year you're supposed to be yeah. competing for a Super Bowl. I agree. I I got to make it the Jets. They don't. It'd yep. be a disappointment. All right. Um, I'll check it out on my Max since it's no longer HBO Max. It's just <laughs> Max. Uh, which ironically, I know it's more on that, but no, 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 lost some of the appeal. All right, we come back. We'll get into a little uh, NFL news notes and nuggets. Uh, we'll talk about Dan Quinn White, Ohio Met Cowboys defense, uh, but also get into some Texans conversation as well. Some of the uh, training, sorry, mini camp, not training camp, mini camp notes from the Texans. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful, not the horn.